It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome, I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Living the Full Life, where we talk about your health and how to achieve it to the fullest. As always, I want to remind you, you are created to be healthy, feel good, look great, and enjoy your life. My job is to teach you how to align your life so you can make these things happen. So I want to welcome you to the show today. So today we're going to be talking about chronic inflammation. I think it's just a topic that's uh, readily overlooked, and a lot of people don't um, realize what it actually does to them uh, when they do have actual chronic inflammation. So we're going to be diving into that today. But before we get started, I also want to remind you, as always, you can find us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic. You can find us on the internet at AskDrJuan.com. You can also find us by calling our office at 937-552-7364. You can press option two if you want to talk to one of our team members. If not, you can simply text that number. Again, that number is 937-552-7364. So, um, you know, of course, I always like to get started by sharing my my big why, my, my reason why it is that I get up every day and why I'm so driven to help as many people as possible, and that is my mom. Uh, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer literally nine years ago, and she called me to tell me this. Of course, when she tells me, she starts crying, and of course, now, now at that moment, I start crying on the phone when she tells me this, and you know, of course, the first question that came to my mind I was like, "Mom, what are you going to do?" She says, "Son, I'm not doing chemo and radiation." Of course, and that's that was her choice at the time, and I, I was scared. And I'm like, "Well, I don't know what to do. I know that's the treatment that that you're being recommended." But then immediately after, it's like, I, "I'm not doing that because too many friends and family have not done so well after that." So I said, "Okay, well." I don't know what to do either, but I know one thing. I know God put an amazing power in your brain, and if your brain and body are communicating at 100%, it ought to function and heal at 100%. Mom, let's get your spine checked. So we did, and when we did, we saw that from the side view of the neck, you should have a 45-degree angle when you look at the neck. When we saw my mom's x-ray, we saw that her neck was completely straight. She has zero degrees out of 45, which is not normal. Then from front to back, you are supposed to be completely straight. Well, from T1 through T7, my mom had a bend in her spine in the middle between her shoulder blades, not quite a major scoliosis, but like a mild scoliosis, going off to the side from T1 through T7. When I saw that, I'm like, you know what? This can't be helping anything. Because for years, I recall my mom, you know, having upper back pain, neck pain, headaches, chronic sinus infections. And every single time she went to the doctor, she would always get the same exact answer. The answer was, of course, medications, uh, you know, and every single time she took it, it would mask the symptoms further, right? So I asked my mom, finally, like, why are you deciding to do things differently now? Like, I've been telling you for years to do the healthy stuff. Why now? So, son, it's simple. I finally realized that I can die, and I want to see my grandchildren grow up. It was a very sobering moment, of course. She starts crying even more. I start crying even more because the, the, four, children, the, the four children that are her grandchildren are my children. You know, and then, of course, she's got a few more. But at that moment, I realized, like, wow, like she's talking about my kids, you know, Eden, you know, uh, Eve, John Luke, and Ellery. So I am completely blown away at this moment. So I'm like, okay, I get it. And, you know, at that moment, I was just thankful that she was willing to just fight to stay alive. And, you know, my mom decided to take responsibility for her health, which is a lot of people don't do 
unfortunately, they pawn off their responsibility to doctors, to the medications, to the, you know, the surgeries. And, and sometimes it doesn't work. You know, a lot of times that doesn't work. So legitimately, my mom decided to do things differently. And, and because of that, my mom is still alive today now, nine years post-diagnosis, although her doctors told her, you're going to be dead in literally six months if you don't follow our treatment. So my mom took responsibility for her health. My question to all of you listening is, who's responsible for your health? And everybody always knows the answer. You are, right? You are responsible for your health. But if you do nothing different, you're going to eventually end up a statistic, unfortunately, right? So for that reason is why I get on radio every single week and I talk about a different topic every single week because it matters that you do things differently. It matters if you don't want to become a statistic. So I know some of you, um, you know, are struggling with health issues. So I literally can sit here and just, you know, add a boy and say, hey, you know, you're going to make it, you're going to be fine. Or I can actually sit here and give you some useful knowledge that you can apply to transform your life, right? Uh, you know, information without application uh, leads to nothing, but information with application leads to transformation. And that's what my hope is for those of you who are listening that are going to take this to heart and do something different about your lives, right? Take charge of your lives, take charge of your health. Uh, you can't, you know, you can't do very many things when you're sick, right? A, a lot of people are realizing that health is wealth. So you have to do things different. So today we're going to be diving into the topic of chronic inflammation. So, you know, um, the reason why I talk about this topic probably once a year, maybe twice, uh, is because it is the leading underlying cause for so many major diseases that um, essentially kill Americans every single day. So, you know, a Harvard Medical study, you know, Harvard Medical School study report says that chronic inflammation plays a central role in some of the most challenging diseases of our time, so including rheumatoid arthritis, cancer, heart disease, diabetes, asthma, and even Alzheimer's, right? It is absolutely crazy because if you think about it, um, those diseases, I mean, let's talk about it. Heart disease, number one killer. Number two, cancer. So two of the top, you know, two of the top three killers in America are linked to chronic inflammation, it is something that you can no longer, um, you know, ignore and say, oh, yeah, inflammation is nothing like this is all bogus or whatever, um, because it's something that really um, that really just affects people. And, you know, as always, I like to dive into like what things are and what they are not. So you understand at least the meaning of the words when people are using them. Right. So what is inflammation? Inflammation. It actually, and this is the part, like I'll be like, oh, chronic inflammation is bad. So, and then, then obviously then inflammation must be bad. Inflammation is actually a normal part of the body's immune response. It is definitely not a bad thing. It is when you have, um, you know, a, a, a response to an injury. So in order for you to understand inflammation, and I know some of you have listened and heard this show before in a sense of like, you know, I talked about this topic, you know, maybe a year ago. Uh, you know, a, you know, a, a different version of this actual show. But, um, you know, some of you are like, oh, I know what inflammation is, Dr. Juan. I don't need to learn anything further, right? But there's always something to learn or, or something to refresh in your brain, right? So what is inflammation? Again, in an acute, in an acute actual situation, inflammation is great. So example, you're walking down the steps, you get to the bottom step, you weren't paying attention, there's a toy, there's a rock or something, you twist your ankle, 
and it really, really hurts. Um, you know, you twist it pretty badly. Uh, it starts getting really, you know, uh, painful uh, over time. It starts becoming swollen and, you know, red and all that good stuff, right? So the normal progression, um, you know, of actual healing happens. So inflammation is the body's response against damaged cells, viruses, and bacteria, and other things, right? That's just the main kind of deal, you know, main, main things that it really affects. But there's a ton of other things that obviously uh, are affected by inflammation. So when you fall off, you know, you fall off something or you twist your ankle and it hurts, the unfortunate part is that when you do that, you like stretch out ligaments, tendons, and you actually break some of the cells at you know at the cellular level you 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 damage some of those cells so the body comes in and literally sends packages of information to help that actual area heal so that's one of the examples another example is like you cut yourself right you're cutting tomatoes or something or what whatever the other and you cut your finger you notice again it bleeds you know it stops bleeding uh it hurts a ton it gets red but then that actual injury site becomes inflamed. And then that inflammation then helps the body heal because it takes away the damaged tissue. Then it starts laying down, you know, uh, new tissue so the body can actually repair itself. So it's a local response to a cellular injury that basically um, is – is needs it needs attention and basically needs to be repaired. That's what inflammation is. Acute acute inflammation in acute actual settings makes complete sense and it's absolutely normal. Again, you injured yourself. You obviously have uh, a bunch of redness. You have a ton of white blood cells that come to the area. Then it gets warm and it's also very very painful. And you know. It just basically allows the body to go through that process, right? So then where those actual – how does the inflammation turn bad? That's like the next question that should be going through your brain. It's like, okay, great. So I understand that. Acute inflammation is a good thing. So why is it that the, the studies out there are saying that you know inflammation is bad? So please enlighten me. So the inflammation process, um, when it – actually happens in the acute setting again is meant to heal you but the problem now comes when you have a chronic inflammation process which is where it starts affecting your entire body right so example again you twist your ankle it swells you cut your finger it swells and you know that's inflammation that goes away but then there's chronic inflammation where it's not just in your ankle or your you know your finger that you cut it's actually through your entire body so now you're like, okay, well, what does that mean? Um, you know, the the actual chronic inflammation is something that can happen for like weeks, months, years because of the things you do. So um, if you have an autoimmune, so like example, if you have an autoimmune problem, you might have chronic inflammation throughout your entire body, which makes sense because your body's trying to fight, um, you know, off things that are things that are dangerous which is not the case obviously the body's essentially attacking itself but so the body's like oh well hey you know a, a prime example rheumatoid arthritis 
oh my gosh, the, there's a lot of enemy. The enemy is the you know synovial fluid and the joints. So let's start up attacking them. So the whole body goes into this full frontal attack against all your joints, basically. Starts affecting your, your ankles, starts affecting your fingers, your wrists, your knees, elbows. So that is a example of like chronic inflammation from a disease process. So again, the actual um, you know autoimmune problem, your body's recognizing self as enemy and it starts attacking it. So it's, it puts the whole entire body on alert. It's like, listen, if you see any of these dudes that look like this, make sure you attack them, kill them, and get rid of them. That's what chronic inflammation that comes from a deceased process looks like, right? So again, we talked about acute from an injury. We talked about chronic inflammation systemically through the entire body from an actual disease process. When I get back from break, we'll start tapping into chronic inflammation that comes just from living life and the things that we do every day that we don't even realize that are causing that chronic inflammation. So I do have to take a quick break here. You're listening to Living the Full Life on 1290, 95.7 WHIO, Day and Season Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Living the Full Life, where we talk about your health and how to achieve it to the fullest. As always, want to remind you, uh, you were created to be healthy, feel good, look great, and enjoy your life. So my job is to teach you again how to align your life so you can make these things happen. So I want to welcome you back to the show. Uh, I want to remind you as well, you can find us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic. You can find us on the internet at AskDrJuan.com. You can find us by calling our office at 937-552-7364. Uh, you can text or call that number again, 937-552-7364. So I was talking about chronic inflammation in the first segment, um, you know, and I want to just dive into now what are the causes of chronic inflammation? Again, so some, let's talk about some of the symptoms first. So let's just dive into that. Um, the symptoms from chronic inflammation. So, again, acute inflammation, you twist your ankle, it gets swollen. Then, you know, uh, or you cut your finger, it gets swollen, it heals, and it's over. Chronic inflammation is something that just systemically happens over and over. It could be caused by an actual disease process, right, like autoimmune issues. But uh, the main way that in America we actually get chronic inflammation are from these top things, smoking, being overweight, um, you know, alcohol and chronic stress. These are the things that are factors that can actually contribute to chronic inflammation. But what are some of the symptoms? So common symptoms of chronic inflammation include fatigue, obviously being tired for no reason, uh, body pain. So this is the one that drives a lot of different people to my pra- to my practice. Like, you know, people are just in pain. Like they're in pain. Um, you know, they, they have pain in their low back, and then next day they have pain in their knee, and next day they have pain in their shoulder, and next day they have pain in their neck, and then they have a headache the next day, and then they have, you know, you name it. And this is some people, unfortunately, like get so worried that legitimately. Um, they think they might have MS because MS starts like that. It's like, hey, I have this random cramps and pain here, and I have this random cramps and pain there, or whatever. So this is where um, you know people don't even realize like it's not the fact that you have you know MS 
or multiple sclerosis is that you actually now have chronic inflammation. And you just don't even realize it. Which, by the way, chronic inflammation is a precursor uh, condition to create Alzheimer's, multiple sclerosis, you know, dementia, etc. So that's one of the com- common symptoms that people feel. Depression and or anxiety. Uh, definitely, there's a chemistry that changes in the brain just from the, the just a constant bombardment of inflammatory markers and you know um, different cells that should not be, you know, uh, exposed to certain. Uh, chemicals and different changes in neurotransmitters, et cetera. So that is, you know, a, a little bit more for later. We can dive into all the, the the signs and symptoms of how chronic inflammation can lead to depression and anxiety. One of the second most common reasons why people, you know, seek out help um, is because of gastrointestinal complications, so diarrhea, constipation. So if you, again, if, or if you are chronically inflamed all the time, you're going to have um, a lot of issues, especially in the gut. So chronic inflammation really targets the gut and really affects the gut negatively. Then another thing is weight gain. So people will have just, you know, not necessarily just an inability to lose weight, but also just gaining weight. Um, and some other people actually, at least to weight loss. And then one of the other things that people see when they have chronic inflammation is persistent infections. So infections that kind of like don't go away, like, It'll be kept at bay. You take the antibiotics. You do the typical, you know, American, you know, medical approach at whatever infection you have. Kind of goes away and it comes back. Then it goes away and it comes back. So, like, I'm not talking about, like, uh, hey, I cut my toe and I have an infected toe. I'm talking about, like, uh, sinus infections that keep happening over and over. Or um, another example, you know, like, you know, a, a digestive, in, you know, a, a infection in, in your colon or like diverticulitis or some of those things that are like just, you know, critters kind of winning and affecting your body. That is typically a chronic inflammation sign that your body cannot fight against these critters or this, uh, you know, conditions because your body's chronically inflamed. So the response is almost dampened by the fact you're inflamed all the time. So I do have to take a quick break right now. Again, you're listening to Living the Full Life on 1290, 95.7 WHIO, The Answers and Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Living the Full Life. We talk about your health and how to achieve it to the fullest. As always, want to remind you, uh, you can find us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic. You can find us on the internet at AskDrJuan.com. You can also find us by calling our office at 937 937- Five five two seven three six four. So, um, if you're coming back uh, from the break, if you're just joining us right now, we've been talking about chronic inflammation and what that does to the body and how it actually, you know, affects your health overall. So, in the previous two segments, I've been talking about how, you know, acute inflammation happens and also, you know, how chronic inflammation also happens. So, acute again, you get injured, things get swollen, whether it's a cut, a sprain on the ankle, something like that. The body heals over time. The inflammation goes away. Um, or chronic then, if especially if, if it comes from a disease process, like, you know, uh, or, or a complication from a condition such as autoimmune disease, then you have chronic inflammation from that. But 
Uh, one of the things that I uh, definitely want to get into is that um, chronic inflammation at least the, a, a lot of different symptoms, which I talked about before, fatigue, body pain, depression, anxiety, gastrointestinal issues, weight gain, weight loss, persistent infections, etc. But, you know, beyond actual autoimmune disorders, what else causes chronic inflammation? And the top two things are things that we eat and things that we breathe. So long-term exposure to things like polluted air, uh, which is unfortunate because that's like all of us, right? Um, we live in a community and where literally the air has got a pollution particles in it just because we drive cars, right? And, you know, planes fly in the sky and et cetera, et cetera. So the, the reality is that you um, – you are exposed to these things all the time. And then on top of that, uh, people will, you know, just like I said before, will consume things like alcohol excessively. I mean, I get it. Some people will drink a glass of wine or, you know, beer here, whatever. Got it. Of course, I, I partaked in, in all that when I was younger, being in the military for so many years. Of course, I definitely changed my lifestyle, um, you know, now. But the, the reality is that you can't continue to put things that are clearly offensive into your body that are, detrimental that are going to cause this chronic inflammation to get worse. So smoking, alcohol, uh, chronic stress and obesity. So then, so now you take, you know, bad air quality, which is what, you know, especially with the smoke from the fires that, you know, that have been happening. Um, and then, you know, smoking from smoking and vehicles, and then the foods that you're eating on top of that all actually cause chronic inflammation and then that's not even counting also the toiletries and the things that we use like you know the deodorant the hairspray uh makeup for ladies so you know you know men of course like aftershave um cologne uh and that's about all men use maybe lotion <laughs> like uh you know there's a, a lot of products for men but most men are like yep deodorant maybe shampoo if you have hair and brush your teeth and that's about it right but nonetheless all those things have chemicals. So those chemicals get into your body and your body now is trying to fight them because the problem is that the chemicals don't go into like an actual area and hang out there. They go systemically. They're all over the place, right? So they're like, you know, in your bloodstream, they go to different areas, brain, et cetera, et cetera. So the problem is that these uh, chemicals that are everywhere, now your body's trying to sequester them and the body sees those chemicals as like injuries. Like just like before, like, hey, you cut your finger – uh, it starts bleeding, it gets swollen, it gets red, it gets hot. Uh, that's the healing process. Well, now imagine instead of a cut, now it's just a chemical that's inside of your body. Well, the body's going to try to do the same thing to that chemical. It's going to try to, like, kill it. And after that, it's going to say, well, obviously this is a bad thing. It must have damaged something. Let's actually get inflamed and heal the area. Well, the problem is that if the area is your entire body because of the actual chemicals flowing through your entire body via blood, now you have systemic chronic inflammation. And now if you're living with chronic inflammation, your body's inflammatory response can eventually start damaging healthy cells, tissues, and organs. Over time, this can actually lead to DNA damage and tissue death and also internal scarring, right? So, you know, all these different diseases have been actually linked to chronic inflammation. So I, I know I said it at the beginning, but I want to say it again, cancer uh, has been linked to chronic inflammation because how does that how does that happen so the cells um in order for them to be 
functioning effectively, they have to have an environment that's actually conducive for them to have like a good time, right? And be, you know, at peace. So it's kind of like no different like a child needs to, if the child needs to go to sleep, uh, needs to go to sleep, the child needs a nice, quiet, dark room, you know, maybe a little sound machine or something like that, right? To create the conditions for that child to relax and, and go to sleep. But now let's say, hey, I want the child to go to sleep. But you have like blaring, like, you know, heavy metal music. The windows are completely open. They can hear cars. The sunlight's coming in. The child's not going to fall asleep. I mean, I know some children still do, right? But they're going to have a lot harder of a time falling asleep. So that's the environment is causing that child to not be able to adapt effectively and thrive in that environment in the sense of the sleep example. So cancer, I mean, when cancer develops um, and cells are in an environment like a chronically inflamed environment because there's a bunch of toxins, uh, the cell cannot survive in the current state. So if the current state of that cell is like, oh, I'm sleepy, I should go to sleep, but the environment says you should be awake, blaring rock metal music, you know, a bunch of vehicles beeping and sound outside, kids playing and sunlight, the cell has to adapt and has to mutate in order to survive that environment, which is how that's the pathophysiology. Again, another $2 word for a 10 cent, uh, 10 cent explanation is literally that's the steps necessary for the disease to process to begin. So that's how cancer um, is, you know, has been linked through research back to chronic inflammation. Heart disease, another one, right? Chronic inflammation, uh, it causes you to, you know, inflammation like fluid, inflamed, like, you're, yes, of course, you can be inflamed with air, but we're, unfortunately, we're not composed of a bunch of air other than our lungs inside of our bodies, right? And the little bit of air that we have in the cells in the molecular shape of oxygen attached to your hemoglobin, right? So mostly we're fluid inside, right? So when you actually have chronic inflammation, that does your body is like in a healing mode, right? So the body's like, wait a minute, we need more fluid to actually inflame the area to heal it. So you do get into like, you know, having more fluid in your actual body. So that's more pressure in your blood vessels. So then if there's more pressure in your blood vessels, then your heart has to work harder to get the blood to your pinky toe and your left foot. Uh, and it has to work harder to get the blood all the way up to, you know, your left ear lobe, right? So the problem is that now because you're chronically inflamed, you have a ton of resistance, um, you know, against the, you know, the output of the heart. So the heart has to become stronger initially. The problem is that the heart is a muscle. And what happens when you lift a muscle and you, you lift with muscles, what happens? They get bigger. The heart enlarges. Uh, not only that happens, now your pressure is actually higher. Then that leads to congestive heart failure and a bunch of different, again, pathophysiology, um, you know, of heart disease, congestive heart failure, um, you know, even a AFib and all these different conditions that, again, can be traced back to chronic inflammation. Uh, again, uh, of course, I talked about rheumatoid arthritis earlier. That's an autoimmune issue. The body's just attacking everything that is, a, you know, composed of what, you know, the rheumatoid type. Um, you know, uh, genes look like, so the body attacks it. So it's trying to get rid of this thing that's actually not foreign, but the body interprets as foreign, so therefore it causes inflammation not only in the joints but through the entire body. Then type 2 diabetes also has been linked back to that chronic inflammation, um, you know, uh, diagnoses because 
type 2 diabetes, again, the, the pathophysiology or the actual steps necessary for it to happen is that if you're eating an unhealthy diet, that unhealthy diet then leads to the actual, you know, retention of more chemicals. Those chemicals then cause chronic inflammation. Now, again, you have a ton of competition on the outside of the cell. So the cell then does not get those messages from the insulin when it comes from tries to attach to the actual receptors. The insulin um, does not allow uh, the insulin gets there, but the, the receptors do not respond to the insulin. So become hyposensitive instead of hypersensitive. So below sensitivity and they don't open the door for the sugar to come in. So therefore now you have a bunch of sugar floating around chemicals um, and then literally extra fluid. So type 2 diabetes, again, is one of those things that can develop over time because the cells are not in their obviously optimal environment. Uh, obesity, also another one of those issues that can happen because now when you start damaging organs, some of the organs you're damaging are endocrine organs, right? Organs that produce hormones uh, and, you know, you producing leptin and organs that produce, you know, cortisol, like, you know, the adrenal glands, etc. So these organs can actually you know, can actually be very, very, you know, damaged from um, the chronic inflammation. So the, the issue is not only the heart, but you're talking about other organs that can also be severely damaged. And then now you start having issues in other areas of the body. And now you're probably like, well, how do I know if I have chronic inflammation or not? A lot of people like there's no there's actually not one test like hey, the chronic inflammation test. If you want to invent something and become a multi-billionaire, do that. Invent the chronic inflammation test, and then you will become a millionaire because nobody has invented it yet. But the closest thing to that, the closest thing to um, seeing if there is actually systemic inflammation in your body is by testing and reading C-reactive protein levels in your body. So C-reactive protein is an actual protein that is created when there is inflammation going on, whether it's an infection or chronic inflammation or even acute inflammation. So if you go to the hospital because you have a some sort of infection, you know, UTI or something like that, your C-reactive protein levels are going to be high. But if you go to the hospital and you get your C-reactive protein tested and you're like you're in your head, you're like I'm healthy. I don't have a stuffy nose. I don't have a cold. I'm not coughing. I don't have anything else. Like I'm good. I don't have any infections anywhere else and your C-reactive protein levels are high. Guess what? Then that means that you actually do have chronic inflammation that's going on. So then um there's another actual type of C-reactive protein you can also look at, and it's high-sensitivity C-reactive protein is HSCRP, which then this one specifically reflects the inflammation of the heart, which is, again, a huge issue because if the heart is inflamed, again, it cannot function effectively. It cannot you know, do its job. The heart's job is to pump blood. It's a pump with a plumbing system that gets the oxygenated blood to your body so your muscles everything can actually function and you can do work digest food uh create more healthy cells etc so that is you know that is how you can actually diagnose and see if you do have um you know chronic inflammation you pick the healthiest day you feel healthy uh, and like i don't have anything you know going on that's bad right now i'm gonna go to the to the lab and get you know c-reactive protein tests done and if the c-reactive protein levels are high then that means you actually are more likely not chronically inflamed all the time obviously slowly deteriorating the health of your organs in your body so i do have to take a quick break here you're listening to living the full life on 1290 957 whio 
Daisies and Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Living the Full Life, where we talk about your health and how to achieve it to the full. As always, you can find us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic. You can find us on the internet at AskDrJuan.com. You can find us by calling our office at 937-552-7364. You can text that number. You can call that number again, 937-552-7364. So uh, I'm going to be landing the plane here. I just got one last segment here, a few more minutes. So I want to talk about what to do. Of course, we talked about chronic inflammation, how it can lead to diseases like cancer, heart disease, etc. So now uh, I, want, I want to go over what you can actually do to take care of it, right? So what can you do to reduce inflammation? So obviously, I'm going to talk about what the mainstream medical world does for chronic inflammation again there's a time and place for medicine of course uh and that's when some big things are going on emergencies etc right but one of the the biggest things that people do when they have chronic inflammation in their bodies is they'll take things like NSAIDs right so non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs uh over-the-counter drugs like aspirin ibuprofen naproxen which is a leave right and then they actually reduce the inflammation and they reduce the pain um, but the problem is that if you use NSAIDs all the time because you're chronically inflamed and instead of like changing your diet or changing your lifestyle or whatever, now you're going to create other conditions that are related to the long-term use of NSAIDs uh, by by you. So you're going to actually start having issues in the future with potentially public, pep- peptic ulcers, um, right? or even kidney disease, right? So definitely, yes, you can treat it with non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, reduces inflammation. Again, if you're in an acute state, you have an infection, like things are going south, of course you got to do what you got to do. Same thing is true with another option and how you can treat um, actual chronic inflammation is steroids. A lot of people, you know, some people put it in like long-term steroid use. The problem is this. Again, steroids, like corticosteroids, right? So it's a steroid hormone that causes you to lower inflammation. Again, you feel great. Things, you know, don't don't hurt as much. But the problem is that over time, the long-term use of corticosteroids can lead to vision problems, high blood pressure, and osteoporosis, which – and also one of the other ones that's not listed on this article from this, you know, research is um, literally type 2 diabetes. So – Definitely something that's not an option. So the last one I want to talk about, uh, lifestyle changes, of course, losing weight, you know, increasing physical activity. That's like a no-brainer, right? A low glycemic diet, which I know I talked about, uh, you know, I talk about that almost like every show. Um, But supplements, some things that are very, very powerful anti-inflammatory. So, again, uh, these supplements are very, very powerful anti-inflammatory. So things like fish oil, specifically fish oils in the – uh, omega-3 fatty acid family, omega-3 fatty acid family, specifically EPA and DHA are the ones that like are most powerful. Uh, DHA is tied to like short-term memory, conversion to long-term memory, mental focus, mental sharpness. So EPA is actually 
uh, associated with actual inflammation reduction. So both of them, inf- you know, the omega-3 families is known to reduce inflammation. But uh, those two are some of the most powerful anti-inflammatories, right? Alpha, uh, so lipoic acid, alpha lipoic acid, uh, it's just basically is an antioxidant and is a very, very powerful, um, you know, anti-inflammatory as well. Um, and lipoic acid has a bunch of functions, but one of the things that it does, it actually like helps you regenerate vitamin C in your body. And it then leads to, um, you know, helping with blood, blood vessels, blood vessel elasticity and blood vessel, um, function as well. Then curcumin is the last one I want to talk about. Curcumin again, uh, it's, it's what I call is like God's ibuprofen because it literally does everything that ibuprofen does and it reduces inflammation. But the problem, I mean, the good thing about it is that curcumin actually um, also has a side effect that it actually helps like keep cancer cells or kills cancer cells. And it's been shown in research. So it's nothing that's being like made up out of thin air. Um, it literally helps reduce the, the aggregate amount of actual cancer cells when cancer patients actually take curcumin. So curcumin, another really, really good actual option when you're wanting to reduce inflammation. So fish oils, lipoic acid, curcumin are the things that I would go to if I had an inflammatory response that is chronic or even acute uh, for my body or even my family members. I recommend to my patients all the time because it allows your body to reduce inflammation naturally. So folks, I am out of time. Thanks so much for listening. Again, uh, you're listening to Living the Full Life on 1290-957 WHIO. Days is talk. The power is on. The body heals. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station. 1290 and 957 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk.